Jeez. I'm really excited to drink out of the second half of my set over here. Yeah, you should be. Because cool. it's been a while since you... Well, you've never got to drink out of your glass I here in my house. Yeah, I got a christen it. Oh, I didn't take my sticker off either? What the hell am I thinking? I told you. I didn't take mine off. I could have swore I took the sticker off. Maybe I started to take it off and thought it was going to be one of those stickers that's like I'm going to need to take rubbing alcohol to it. possible yeah yeah i don't want that's the thing i didn't want to deal with the stickiness <laughs> i'm pretty well it's glad to have i'm glad to have you back at my place man yeah it, buddy this is great it's been almost a year to the date when was carpet fest R- roughly the same time it was it was okay. june yeah yeah and we may or may have not had a kind of carpet fest I I heard that you may or may have not had one. How'd you hear that? Because I watched your was it a uncut video that you just said it in? Oh, today? did I say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's good to be back. Actually, I'm really excited just to be here, just to be here. That's yeah. the cool part. There is no carpet fest. There is no reptile show. There is not anything. I just got off at an airplane down there at San Luis Obispo, got in your car, drove out here, ate some vegan nacho cheesy stuff upstairs with Hillary, and now we're here. It's actually been about 20 minutes longer than I thought. I, I literally had visions of like, I pick you up from the airport, we come straight into the room, because I didn't think it, people would still be awake, but then they were outside waiting to surprise they you, obviously. They were ambushing us from the woods, <laughs> throwing pine cones at us or something. I was like, that's got to be Noah Sage, and then Hillary comes out around the corner going, Kee! That, that I was not expecting. Noah <laughs> not, is not surprising, not. but Hillary coming around the corner giggling was not. I wasn't expecting that. that. I was not either. That was good stuff. That um, was good stuff. So let me tell you what That's I got. That's why I come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow, I just want to tell you a little bit of our itinerary that I've got planned for us. Yeah, you haven't we, told me anything yet. I know. Like, well, you just come to California for a week. Well, when you me. said that I should plan stuff out, I was like, well, okay. You're like, you're like oh, plan stuff out like like you do. You know, like you plan stuff out when I come, and I was thinking, yeah. I was like, "What exactly does he plan when I go out there?" <laughs> Calls a few people while I'm there to see if they want to come over, and then they don't. I'm pretty sure that's what happened last time. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> so we're tomorrow. We're gonna go meet up with uh, Brian Gundy. Nice. And we're gonna go herping somewhere, wherever he decides. We're getting there later than he would like us to, but we, he's gonna figure it out. He's the master. And then my parents are actually gonna meet up with us too, and and potentially herp as well really yeah herping with the cuscos yeah that's cool and gundy and then from there wait 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 are we herping in a place to find garter snakes or rubber boas yes both possibly it's just all it's uh, brian's the mc once we once we link over to him he's the man in charge so um just saying if if there's a rubber boa it will be my first rubber boa oh and depending on the garter snake, it would be my first too. But he did mention something about San Francisco garter snakes. So. That would be mind blowing. Yeah. So that w- he did mention. I talked to him this morning. So, um, and then from there, we'll go link up with Mr. Bolter up in Atwater. Right on. We'll hang out with him for a bit and see. He's been getting to work on his place since he knows that we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> he said he actually sent me a text earlier. He's like, "We got it all set. Like it's ready to go." In no. case you guys show up early. Well, he's no, he, no, I, I mean, don't believe you, not Scott. all the way ready to go, but just it's it's somewhat ready to go. And then we'll stay there, and then we'll go to Freedom Breeder the next day and okay. do all the whatever happens. At, so we'll get crashed at Scott's place. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because he's, he's like 15 minutes down the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
So Sweet. that's the plan, man. Then we'll come back here. We'll hang out. Maybe go, I don't know, the beach or just whatever around here. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily an adequate substitute for missing Father's Day with my children, but it's a pretty, pretty damn good second. <laughs> Well, I'll be missing Father's Day with your children as well. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, we'll, we'll do something. Uh, I know Hillary's going to make us some breakfast or something. And yeah, did you want to do that? Did you want to talk about? I know we mentioned before that we maybe talk about um, being a father, like be that like the topic of one of the vlogs. I do. I think this is the vlog. Right. So it makes sense. It's coming out like it's, it's virtually Father's Day. Yeah, so I don't know that we'll get this thing uploaded by midnight, but is this the first, uh, is this the first, I said vlog, is this the first podcast that we are releasing the the day of? The day of recording? Yeah, there, I've done a couple. We've done a couple where like I released them the next day. Well, we recorded them the night before they're supposed to, because we've been doing right. them on the, on the 17th consistently for almost a year now. Every... Now, if this does come out on the 18th, it's only because we podcasted straight through the night into the 18th. Yeah, so... it's almost 10 p.m. Boom. And then we have to upload it before midnight for it to make it on the 17th. Yeah. So this is going to be, yes, the closest to real time that we've done to party today. all night long with us, and then you can listen to it at a more reasonable hour. So I don't know if you want to tap into it. We're just sitting here playing with our empty glasses. I don't know if you want to tap into uh, the stuff that Alyssa Leonard sent us from uh, Full Throttle Reptiles. Yeah, we've got a whole... No, So you guys can actually see this now. Look at... Check this out. We've got the spread here. Yeah, this is our second episode. So this is episode 11. So I figured it was good. Like, this is also episode number two of being recorded and going on our YouTube channel that exists now. And so. it feels like absolutely forever since we've podcast in person. Yeah. I mean, um, oh. I mean, we set out to try to never do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think we did one early on and we're like, oh, that sucks. It was mostly you saying it sucks. I'm like, technology's okay, man. Don't be afraid. It was our practice one, I think, but. And I then, think the last one that we did in person was oh Arlington, something. Arlington. So February, yeah, yeah, which is a long time because because it's, it's June exactly. Oh my god, dude! Exactly. Wow. So crazy. Yeah. All right, Alyssa stuff. Let's see. Um, what the heck is Hawaiian moonshine? Well, I figure we got so we got four here for those of you guys that are not watching on video, which you should because we're now recording on video. So if you really want to see what's going on, and where this, can they find it? We, did you notice that I set up like this room? It doesn't even look the, like we're in my snake room right now. No, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like it's this is like the podcast. I'm sure you noticed. You know, I built station. this table for you too. Yeah, I wanted Did you to feel you really? like at home. Yeah, you I, built this. I, yeah, I had um, leftover. Ah, this is leftover wood from from the chicken coop. Leftover wood from the chicken coop. First time using a Craig jig, and I was like, Garrett's coming. I need to make him feel like at home a little bit. There you the, go. Some, so you throw some leftovers together for me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, man, those, I like it. So. No. I, f I feel like we I lined them up in the order that I assumed we should try them. I, uh -huh. I figure you start with the OG straight moonshine. Okay. And then we'll move to the Hawaiian. And then basically, I the apple butter. Alyssa has clearly drank a lot of these other ones. Like, that, yeah, the apple butter is at half. The strawberry is like... At a quarter. Maybe enough for us to have a sample. Yeah, so I figured that's a sign that she liked you know this the least and then she liked the strawberry the most so i'm trying to save the best for last based on that oh and this is just all over the place yeah sorry it's all good all on your new table and i put a nice finish on it i, I put uh triple layer i definitely poured myself a lot here cheers cheers yeah good to see you man you too buddy it is about time i want to hear a little bit more about your before we talk about fatherhood i'd like to hear a little bit more about your uh 
your experience on the plane because I've heard some things about were you able to my number one question is were you able to check or were you able to um, carry on a bag were you yes. able to, you are were allowed to carry on stuff mm-hmm. okay that was one thing I'd heard is that you won't be allowed to have any carry on and you have to check everything no I was allowed to carry on they did gate check my bags from Dallas to here um, but I think that was just because it was like a smaller airplane and I had a little bit bigger carry on bag. So, um, pretty good moonshine. Yeah, it, that's not it bad. Doesn't taste like the stuff that we get where I'm from. The stuff I, where I come from, it's like very much like corn. Well, moonshine just—I <clears> mean, <throat> it just basically has to be illegal, right? That's <laughs> a, as long as it's made in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not like sanctioned by the government or something. I think it's technically moonshine. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Because I remember when I first saw those moonshines that they were selling like at the store, and then like it came in a mason jar and said mm-hmm. moonshine. I was like. Are there taxes being paid on this? There's definitely taxes being paid on this. This is not moonshine. moonshine. (laughs) Well, like the region we come from is like, you know, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania. It's kind of like the original rum running place to go. Like that Allegheny and and Appalachian moonshine. I got I got some corn whiskey for us to try too. We won't we'll just stick to the moonshine tonight. We won't go crazy, but I got a lot of whiskey. So I got to the airport and there's almost no one in the airport. I think I literally, the first time this has ever happened to me, walked to the front of like the security check line and handed them my boarding pass. Zero line. They still made me zigzag back and forth 10 times on the way there, but... They still had all the little partitions (laughs) set up for nobody? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I walked right up, went in. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. Maybe I'll get a seat to myself. No. Everyone that was in the airport was on my plane. (laughs) So that first flight was actually completely full. And the worst part was, and you know, like I'm wearing a mask when I go out and stuff like that. I'm wearing that everywhere and trying to be responsible and all that kind of stuff. Um, But you got to, I mean, you can't not wear this mask. It's you you got the mask on in the whole airport and then you're on the plane. And so by the time you add together like layovers and flights and all that kind of stuff, what I've been traveling eight and a half hours. With a mask on, so like, there's, there's nobody not wearing a mask anywhere. Airport, airplane, everybody in the air. When I got to like, so in Pittsburgh, everybody's still wearing a mask. You know what I mean? We get to Dallas, half the people are like <laughs> on everything, no masks. You're like, all right, Texas, <laughs> which is where we almost went because we were going to go to that Texas reptile right, show. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm blanking. What's the name of the? Um, Conroe is the Herbs Conroe show. Yes. Were... Okay. I, th- I was going to say Herbs Conroe, but I. We'll have I... to get some feedback about how that goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a, our alternative, just coming to your basement instead of yeah. going to that show. Yeah. But um, yeah, Texas, uh, I don't know if that speaks for all of Texas or what, but but at that airport, nobody's wearing the masks or anything. Well, I've, I've worn a mask twice. Which made me want to wear the mask. <laughs> <laughs> In an airport, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how good they do about keeping you from getting. I think the main thing about wearing a mask was like to keep you from spreading when you cough on everybody else. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the main idea for it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's we live in this different part of California here where it's not like L.A. or you know San right. Francisco. It's, it's same in Pittsburgh. We have the Appalachian Mountains between us and everything else that's going on. But yeah, yeah, it was. I mean. Yeah, that was kind of miserable. So my nose hurts. My nose looks more like your nose now after nine hours of the mask on. It's a lot wider. Smashed and flat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Instead of like hard and pointy. But um, yeah, no, I'm 
so that was uncomfortable the whole time. I was actually the second flight. I was talking to this gal that was sitting next to me the whole time, and uh, turned her onto your channel. She actually works with uh, a nonprofit here in well in San Luis Obispo, anyways. That hooks a bunch of stuff up. Like, oh, you need to get together Triple B with their educational stuff with the reptiles and everything. So, could be a good contact for you. Cool. But anyway, um, I was sitting there talking to her, and the, the masks were like fidgeting with it the whole time. Like, both of us had been wearing the thing all day. It's like every two seconds, you're like touching your nose, trying to just fix this mask. She wore glasses, so it was funny because she would go, ha ha ha, or something like that, and her glasses would go, and turn into a cloud. <laughs> and she'd be like wiping them off. And I don't know. It, so that was a little bit weird. The, the planes were pretty crowded, which I was surprised, but I think they have less flights right now. Yeah. Because the airports were fairly empty. But yeah, well, that would make sense if, if the airport's empty and the flight's still full or just less yeah. flights. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the the other thing is just like, I don't know, it seems like with the whole coronavirus thing, like courtesy is gone, <laughs> which I don't know how that keeps you safe, but like the the stewardesses and stuff, like they don't talk to you now. They don't say hi to you when you get on the plane. Oh, gosh, a professional they, courtesy from the airline is gone. Okay. Oh, I think all courtesy is gone, <laughs> personally. But. Not around here, man. We're, we're holding on to that. I don't know. I remember you complaining about like crabby That was women. one day, and it was oh. a rare experience. Everything else has been... Maybe you just complain really loudly. Yeah, I, I should complain more. I don't complain enough. That's why I started that complaining <laughs> corner so I could have. I think that's a pretty cool, pretty good little thing. Force me to complain about things because I don't complain enough. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to complain about. There's been a couple times where I'm like, "Do I really have anything to complain about today?" I'm sure I could think of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, actually, pretty miserable time to travel. You know, it's just I don't know. Everything's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Um, Gone like I've gone to Freedom Breeder a couple times, and that's been the extent of my travel. I've definitely not hopped on a plane. That's why I'm so curious like, what it was I've like. I've driven around a lot. Yeah. And every different city is a little bit different, but I have not uh, flown yet. And so this was the first time. Yeah, it was lame. Kind of makes me wonder how things are going to be different moving forward, basically like forever. You know what I mean? Like, is the handshake dead? <laughs> you nah, know what I mean? I shook somebody's hand yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I've shaken. I've shaken other people's hands along the way. I'm not. I'm. I'm not worried about it as much. Like I'm. I'm being cautious of other people. Like what other people would need. Like if other people are very concerned about it, I'll let them know. Like I've been around other people. Sure. Like a like you know my uncle is uh pretty being very cautious about it and so we told he knows that you're here. He knows kind of what our plans are based on whether or not he's gonna come and and hang out around us or not based on what we've been doing you know, yeah. so we're, for people that that want to know i'm letting them know but other than that like i'm i'm hugging people. what's his i'm shaking what's hands. his uh deal is he have like compromised immune system right now or not really or he's, he's just, just being, concerned he's just being it. more cautious yeah mm. yeah he's not not really compromised i got you i got you maybe lots of cnn i'm not sure <laughs> yeah it, uh it's pretty crazy when you watch the news it's like oh my gosh guys talk about something else i guess we do have something else to talk about now yeah i don't really watch news oh yeah that was my, that, what is my code are we gonna still do um segments like i i feel like i've been asking this every time that we had these like, yeah we're five supposed or to, six segments we're supposed laid to out deep dive off the deep well you you took my cell phone when we got here so i don't have my notes but i 
I have a, 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 at least a few of them. But yeah, that was one. You it, go ahead. You've been complaining a lot. You want to complain mm, about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Your video when <clears throat> you guys did it was almost like a live stream and and yeah, I sat down with Aiden yeah, and just it, talked about his experience. And you're like, here's all my opinions, and then you turned off the comments so that nobody else could give their opinion. I was like, yes. what a dick. No, no, no. Like, I see. The, so the way I said it was, we we talked about our experiences and we didn't want your opinions. Mm. And some people jumped to like the last video and commented anyways because they were all pent up. And they were the kind of commenters that like think what they think no matter what you're going to say. Like, oh, I can't believe you condone murder and looting and rioting. And I was like, I didn't say that. Oh, I had a a similar comment because I left comments. I talked about it as well. You know, my own experience with like growing up with the police. And and what was more just my experience with growing up the police and and race. I watched the video. I actually read the comment that that you, I was going to comment on that comment. I get a bunch of these yahoos on mine too. I was like, like I didn't say this is about looting. I was like, I didn't say anything about looting. (laughs) No, the the (laughs) problem is guys, like I, I think people just get their, their entrenched argument stuck in their head and you're like now listen i brought up like the topic but i'm actually not talking about that at all but you're you're sounding like a parrot now you know what i mean you're saying all the same things that you say all the time yeah i just like i just like to talk to people i mean i think right. that most people in the world have good intentions and are, are good people if you just you know sit down and talk with them even people that maybe even go in public and say crazy things like if you talk to them in person, it's probably you can find some kind of common ground. I think. Sure. One of the things that one of the things that I've found recently is a story that it was a uh, this guy. Oh my god, I'm spacing on his name right now, but he's just a uh, dude. These super good boogie woogie piano player, um, Daryl. Oh. Anyway, he's he's gone around and like gone to KKK meetings and stuff, and hmm. he's and he uh, has like converted KKK members out of the KKK. Okay. And and just for having conversations, like just not letting these ideals get in the way of person to person communication. Yeah. Um, and successfully breaking that gap and bridging that gap and changing minds for the better. Yeah. And that's that happens from being open to sitting down and talking with somebody who might have wildly different ideas than you do. Uh, AKA think that you're I mean, inferior because of the color of your skin. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing that, and this is why I don't understand. Cause I actually see a, a fair amount of racism in the reptile industry, which I don't understand at all because we're all working against the ignorance of other people have towards the animals that we work with. So like my canned line and you guys can steal this if you think it's clever or whatever. I think it's clever. So I use it all the time, <laughs> but I might be biased. No, people are always like, oh, I can't stand snakes, or ooh, I don't like snakes. I go, ah, you just haven't met the right one yet. You shouldn't be so racist. <laughs> and yeah. I, I say that stuff all the time, and then people are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't really think of it like that. Like, You know what I mean? You, you, don't, you don't meet too many people that are like, now I deal with snakes every day, and I don't like them. The only exception I can think of at all is my wife. <laughs> She's like, I kind of liked snakes when I married Garrett. Now... I don't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about your own personal experience in the world. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, but, uh, yeah, super dwarf things, not doing it for her after all these years, but yeah, that was it. That was the only thing I didn't like about what my co-host did. Since that last I turned time. off the comments, turned off the comments. Cause well, I, I think you can understand why I would turn off the comments. I guess I don't want to read what people have to say about it. Cause the problem is you're going to get mostly good, positive comments. I think, but 
the ones that you don't get, I'm not going to like. That's my most disliked video ever. It's because you turned off the comments. Possibly. <laughs> Did you dislike it? No. Oh. I wouldn't do that to you well, and not tell you about it. M- maybe. Maybe no. it's that. I don't you'd, think it's that. No, you'd have known. I would have been like, I, I would have screenshotted it and sent it to you. <laughs> I think. See dislike. I <laughs> no, I think it's just because I, I really like freedom of speech. Like I'm a big fan of freedom of speech. And then when somebody like you tries to limit that by turning off the comments i'm like eh, don't like it but not enough to not actually dislike the video that'd be giving it too much credit <laughs> yeah no I, I, honestly i just think it's something that people need to talk about more because i don't know i i i'm always shocked to learn that you know some people it, you know you you jump in with someone this is our father's day episode but it's turning into yeah, that's I know. Well, trending we'll, news. We'll dovetail into that. Um, no, I I just always thought that if someone said something, you know, like, oh, people that are like this are like that, or, you know, whether it's skin color or maybe cultural or race or men, women, you know what I mean? Like, if I ever say anything like that, like, I, I love joking about women to my wife because I know it's going to make her mad and she'll hit me and that makes me laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes. it, it never means that I actually believe anything that I'm saying and that person, my wife, knows it, right? But people who actually say things like that, I've just always written them off in my mind as like, wow, you are kind of like a, a very ignorant person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as like, uh, you're you're just low intelligence well you know think well there's the difference between low intelligence and ignorance mm. there's a big difference there is ignorance is just a lack of knowledge and intelligence is how you use the knowledge you have that's how i see it at least that's fine but if, but i don't know that i don't know that there can be a lot i don't see how you can be an intelligent person and think that different people of different races have different values because I, I think that experience growing up again, like like what you've experienced in your whatever world you're in, you know, but you're projecting too much. I think uh, maybe intelligence isn't the right word. Wisdom is more like it. You can't you can't project things. It's kind of like if I made 30 percent more this quarter than last quarter, I can't project that I'll increase by 30 percent every quarter eternally. That doesn't happen. So if I have an experience with somebody, you know, I don't think that you can say all people are like that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. For example, um, wow, I was just about to like dive deep into the political thing. I don't think we should, but, but I, I, Later, I'll, I'll just, cu- I'll just cut you off. I'm going to dovetail right into fatherhood. Do it. I'm a, uh, and, and also political and also racial. Like <laughs> uh, we're mixing these races as hard as we can right now. That's working yeah. for you, man. Your kids are beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. My kids all kind of look like me and Ashley. <laughs> Your kids are like something new. They're like clown pides. <laughs> there, there's something to um, mixing genetics. There's like because the stronger things tend to come through. Like whatever the you know, it's like it, it, the opposite of a bottleneck gene pool. It's like you're opening it up, and and the, the yeah. more positive things are winning out, and like the things that are you know, were essentially the master race is the mixed race <laughs> because you get all the good sides of, of everything G- strong genetic diversity yeah strong genetic well, diversity you're, you're like heterozygous for this that and the other but but most of your genes are are coming through on those kids you know what i mean however they have a whole different look to them like you know uh 
Noah Sage. We gave each other nicknames one time. Like, what did he call me? He called me something based on the way I look, like the color of my. What was it? I don't remember what it was. I just remember using your name for him was Caramel Kid. The Caramel Kid is what I called him. But I I did it in response to him because he called me something that was like in response to like the color of my hair. Hair and eyes. I think it was both. I think it was hair and eyes. Yeah. were in there. And so then I I was like, all right, well, then you're the Caramel Kid because his hair, eyes, skin, everything's caramel. (laughs) You know, but he has that, you know, like if. If it's reticulated pythons and you have like a het genetic stripe, you're like, ooh, that's a good looking animal. I almost like them better than a visual genetic stripe. We're, we're actively uh, ending racism by ending race. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Just blend it. Just blend it. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I came from the same thing. You know, that's, uh, I've, I'm also mixed race. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mutt. I just got all the recessive genes. Like we're actually fairly diverse, but like I, you've met my sisters, haven't you? Yes. Like the one of them looks like a Native American. I look Irish or whatever, and then my other sister is like German, like bleach blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, you never met the dark skinned one, did you, Brianna? Um, oh, maybe you have like a prehistoric pet. Yeah, yeah, briefly. Party. Yeah, yeah, briefly. She was already she was over meeting people at that yeah. point, but we're we're like part uh Cherokee so we have some dark skinnedness and I think the only thing I got from that was my mostly hairlessness other than the arms look how nicely these are growing back oh it's coming back huh? it's coming back yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of a nice it's not stubbly anymore but it's not too long I like this I think I just put a guard on there and it's like a number two on the razor <laughs> oh my gosh um by the way, for you guys that are listening and curious, this absolutely 100% totally worked. The snakes act completely differently with me. Those of you who have no idea what I was talking about, I, I literally shaved my arms. Was it the last podcast? It was the last podcast. Was. The first time we did video. You, right, you right, actually right. get to see you so shaving I, your I arms. I shaved my arms on this podcast, on the last podcast, as an experiment to see if, as a professional snake handler, this would give me an edge. And absolutely 100% it does. It's weird, but the snakes like the hairless body. Maybe that's why that's why it works for me. That's why I'm able to, for the most part, with the exception of that pied, um, I'm able to calm down just about any snake that I that I handle. There you go. Maybe it's the hairlessness. Yep, and they're they're just a lot more jump. They're fine in my hands, but if they start to crawl up your arm, they get jumpy. And I just kind of noticed it was the hair, and always felt helpless about it until I took matters into my own hands. <laughs> On the last podcast <laughs> to success. I didn't shave them again because what apparently snakes love, my wife hates. She hasn't <laughs> touched me since the last podcast. Weird. Yeah. I'm sorry. She like rolls over and touches me in bed. And she's like, ew, and turns back around. I'm like, okay. Well, that's right. a confidence booster. So, so you're at the end of your fatherhood. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not happening anymore. All right, we're moving on to the Hawaiian. Don't give me too much. Oh. <laughs> Gave you exactly how much I have. Look, uh, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. even a slightly less. That's okay. Yeah. Come on, this is the Hawaiian one, bro. No, these are good. Chill these out. Telling you guys that the Forrest Fanning episode wrecked me. I was talking to Brian on the way home from the airport just how much it wrecked me. I was like, I'm going to have to start taking beer and wine sponsorships and back off the hard stuff a little bit. Yeah, no, we're drinking whiskey from here on out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the life of this podcast oh. whiskey here the moonshine is cool but i'm i'm whiskey 100 percent whiskey all the That's, time 
Yeah, until he's on his next kick. He's just enjoying it right now. Oh, no, no, no. I've been on whiskey for close to a decade now. Well, that's what we were talking about originally. Okay, so Mm. dive deep in the shallow end. You ready? I'm ready. How come, no matter what you try to do, how much you dislike the guy, whatever you're going to do, no matter what happens, if you're a man, you turn into your dad. (laughs) <laughs> i i think it's genetic i mean there's genetic and then well, there's the fact obviously <laughs> but i i'm just saying like you grow up thinking my dad is like this and my dad is like that he drives me crazy dude i constantly hear i constantly pick up on things i remember from my dad in myself all the time and it just comes out it just comes out and it's like, it, as a dad when you have kids your kid does something it just jumps out of your body and you're like Oh, that's what my dad said. They used to drive me crazy. Even you just like I mean? the like, the sound of my voice at times, like I'll hear my own voice, not on video, just like speaking, not not listening to it back recorded, but just speaking in room or saying like something the to the kid. Or the tone, or... the tone, like the actual timber, like the, the now yes, that you're the, older, the amateur, like <laughs> yeah. not the amateur. That's how you blow into a trumpet, but the uh, yeah, the tone and the the timbre of the the rasp of your voice, the, the exact like sound. I'll like. Oh man, I remember that sound. That's my dad. Yep. Yep. 100%. And here's the weird part you hated it when you were young, but then when you catch yourself doing it, you're like, oh man. And then this next thought is, I like that a little bit. I kind of like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it varies from person to person. Depends on how you feel about your dad. I mean, like, well, how you feel about it might vary from person to person, but all of you guys that don't like your dad, I'm sorry, you're it. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Fight me in the comments. <laughs> My dad is somebody who I'd really want to have on a podcast at some point. And Hillary and I are actually talking about starting a, a podcast, the two of us, like a, yeah, a Cusco Uncut or something, just to like have some. I just space. thought you were the musical backup of her current podcast. No, oh. <laughs> which is great, by the way. We we list, we put the kids to bed to it last night. Nice. She's like a really good job with just with her voice and like the acting if you will like the storytelling that she does super like good she job. spent a lot of time on it for sure too but, much too much time well, i was thinking about that i was about <laughs> thinking about having my dad on because like he you've spoke with him for a little bit at a show we met way before that <laughs> right there's the man is a wealth of knowledge i mean he's an encyclopedia of, of like just about all things like literally you know when you think of an encyclopedia where you can go look up anything it's that's like how my dad is like like you can talk to him but he he's just read so many books like thousands and thousands of books and just retained all of it (laughs) up there and he can like pull up any of little thing like an encyclopedia and be like this and like especially when it comes like language and the history of words but also history and like I'm gonna send him a couple books on super dwarves and have him come help me at the trade shows when we start up again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can get him to do that, it would be it would be highly beneficial. But it also definitely helps that he's excited about whatever it is he's talking about. But um, well, that's what my job. Yeah, I, I <laughs> get you excited about super dwarves. <laughs> I really want to have him on and just talk about um, everything, like because he's he really is just a wealth of knowledge, like way more than I could ever hope hope to be because i'm i'm way behind on the book reading at this point as far <laughs> like he started you, you know when he could learn, learn to read yeah lost a lifetime already because he's by the time he's reached my age i'm pretty sure that like there's no way to catch up at this point like, <laughs> <laughs> well we do have audiobooks now <laughs> true technology true. making up for lost time you can listen to them while you sleep <laughs> absorbed through osmosis driving is a good time for me to listen to stuff like that it's a great oh. time it makes the drive go by and i soak up all kinds of stuff but I like podcasts. Every podcast but this one. 
Well, uh, I'm forced to listen to this one at least a little bit so I can make sure the audio is good before <laughs> I upload it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this one's okay. Yeah. I I went back and listened to the Forest episode. That was the only one I did. Because mm. I didn't remember anything about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've listened to a a good amount of them just to kind of like just to critique myself and and the podcast just to see how it's doing. You know. Yeah, like, I I should. It's not that I don't like it or it's just like time. It's like okay, I can listen to someone else's podcast and learn new information, or I can yeah. listen to my podcast and recycle information that I was there for and already heard. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I, I do listen to other podcasts more than this one, of course. I mean, you only put out one a month, so it's not mm-hmm. hard. So. Yeah, it's not really that much time. <laughs> but that was my excuse. Well, how is... uh, hmm. Yeah, sounding like your dad. How often do you catch yourself sounding like your dad <laughs> a day? Oh, I stopped counting. I'm pretty much just my dad at this point. It was weird in the beginning. Like, with the first kid, when once they're like, talking that's when it really starts to happen like your kid is talking and verbally communicating with you 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 start to notice all the the dad things that you do and now that i have four of them i'm just like yeah i'm I'm just my dad so at this point i'm like okay you know we have this segment about what don't you like that your 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 podcast co-host does um at this point i'm just like okay so my dad doesn't do this i gotta make sure i don't do that (laughs) he did this that i didn't like that one time i'm gonna never do that but yeah, I mean, mannerisms, everything, attitudes about stuff, just turning more and more into my dad. So, well, I think it's not a bad thing if your if your dad was a a good dad. It's a, you know, mm. I, passing on the torch. Noah, what a kid! Did, Being it now that I have a daughter, I feel like I've, I'm fully like. More feeling out, yeah. More perspective on what like. a, what a dad is too, mm-hmm. like how because it, it's way different having a daughter than for me, than ha- for than having sons. Like just just how I, my interactions with her and just like how I feel about her is just different. It's mm-hmm. just much different. Like I I don't I treat them all fairly. Like they are all the, the rule same rules apply to all of them. Like you know if you're not bring keeping your food in the kitchen, then you're, you're in trouble. Like, you oh know, yeah, sure. Don't take food down the room. Everybody has to. All the same rules apply, but there's this different feeling. There's about a more her. emotional connection with the daughters, but between da- daughters and dads, and and sons and moms. You know, yeah. There's there's something there. You know, it's funny. Ashley's um, Ashley's grandfather. You know, we called him Nana and Papa. So Papa had two girls of his own, and then he adopted two more. And so he just always loved girls. And then when Ashley was pregnant with our first kid, I was convinced it was a boy. And we didn't find out. We decided to let it be a surprise because we were like, hey, there's no, this is like the biggest surprise of your life or the biggest you know, emotional experience of your life. Let's double down on that. You know what I mean? I want you know, for them to come out and be like, it's a boy, it's a girl, just for it to hit you like a ton of bricks. It's going to anyways. But, you know. Uh, just like if I mean, I'm just looking for them to say it's alive, <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, we waited, and I was convinced it was a boy, so I was like, Yeah, it's gonna be a boy, all this kind of stuff. And Papa was like, Oh, why would you wish that on yourself? That's terrible. <laughs> he had four girls, and he's like, Girls are the best, boys suck. And he did not pull any punches about nah, raising boys stinks. I'm like, You didn't do it, how do you know? And he's like, 
He's like, do I need to cut you with this knife for you to know it had hurt? And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, that's what a boy is. I'll cut you like a knife. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So when Kira came out a girl, he's like, praise heaven. You know what I mean? This is great. And and uh, at that point, I stopped arguing with him because I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. You know, and just it took that nanosecond of finding out that it was a girl for me to be absolutely in love you know what i mean people always talk about do you believe in love at first sight and in the way most people talk about it i do not believe in that you know and i think you can be love is just not the right word right for what happens when you see a pretty girl or whatever you're taken <laughs> back by that you can call it love if you want to yeah but exactly. it's definitely not what it is not the right word <laughs> but the first time you lay eyes on your kid when they're born love at first sight. oh yeah that's love at first sight. Guaranteed. Yeah. When, yeah. I remember when Kira was born the first, I was just like, yeah, I would I would easily give my life for this baby right now. You know what I mean? Who's oh, yeah. two seconds old. Oh, yeah. So, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's 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 an awesome thing, man. So so father fatherhood for me was absolutely 100% the most, you know, people talk about like, oh, it was the most important day of my life. You're like, oh, it's supposed to be your wedding or the day your kid was born and stuff like that. There's different ways of measuring that. So I, I think it's valid when different people have different opinions on what was the most impactful day of your life or whatever. But becoming a father, I think definitely gives you a perspective and more than perspective, like purpose than nothing else. The second I had a kid, I was like, what was I doing with all these other years of life that I spent worrying about things, thinking they were important? You know what I mean? Dude, yes, I know exactly what you mean because I've had the same exact feeling. Like not not just like what was I doing, like worrying about things, but also just like what was I doing, period, yeah. with my time. Like yeah. I was like life was meaningless until this moment. Yeah. Well, also there's how much free time there was. Like how right. much time like I felt like I was pretty productive, a pretty productive individual um before kids did a lot of things with my life yet now they have, now we have kids you're like none of that what mattered. was i doing yeah <laughs> right none of that mattered at all so all of you single people listening to this going why am i still listening to this father's day podcast with brian and garrett's you your life is meaningless anyway so your opinion doesn't count yeah if you don't have kids in it no <laughs> <laughs> kidding. having kids isn't for everybody if you, if you feel like you shouldn't like you don't think you should have kids Please don't. No, no. For, yeah, for sure. Some of you that do want to have kids don't. Actually, you know, people talk about why I have four kids all the time. They're like, the world is overpopulated. What's going on? It's irresponsible. I have four kids. My take on it is my kids are awesome, and I got to kind of tip the scales in the right direction. So I should probably have like a couple million more for all the idiots that are running around out there. You ever see Idiocracy, speaking of idiots? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Like right. the smart people are like, oh, we got to wait till it's right. You know, make sure yep. that uh, everything's good. And we're really be doing this intelligently. And then maybe you never even have kids because we're thinking about it too much and being smart about it. Exactly. And then all the idiots are just procreating like mad. And it's like all of a sudden it's just a world of idiots. <laughs> yep. That's it. Yeah. So I'm trying to tip the scales. Got to tip those scales, Old man. Old school. Old school. Yeah. So. No, I, I, uh, you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum in a lot of ways, but I think both of us have a really fun dad experience with our lives. We both have great kids, you yeah. know, really just fun, chill families. Dude, that you know? video that Riley sent me after 
Leia got bit by the snake. That, well, they don't. Nobody else knows what you're talking about. I know nobody else knows what I'm talking about. But okay, for, for you guys that don't, know what I'm talking about Garrett's daughter Riley, my second daughter, sent me a video. Who's my homie, by the way? She's my main homie of your your kids. I, I don't like. I know you're not supposed to pick favors with kids, but guess what, <laughs> Riley? <laughs> well, I guess that would take it over the top. But yeah. That took it over the top. It was already kind of there. But I'm she, glad you think that because she's been saying for like the last four years that she's going to marry Eli. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Noah's your age. And she's like, no, I just like Eli. He's so cute. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt your story. Oh, but yeah, do no, you so- remember the birthday party? That when we went to Eli's oh, yeah, birthday, yeah, yeah, do you remember? Bro, do you I remember the story? I've the first watched it back several times. Do yeah. you remember the story? Yeah, yeah, I know. What the story. Riley said the first yes, time. The first she, time she okay. saw him. Yes, I know. It's on video. Good. Lots no, of people not, know not that the story. The first time she saw you. First time she saw, saw Eli. Eli. I know. Oh, okay. we recorded it. It's literally on video on the internet on YouTube for lots of people to hear what it was she said. Well, I'm going to make it easy for you guys and tell you right now, anyways. Eli opens the door, buck naked, to invite us into his birthday party. And Riley turns around. Riley has thought, Eli, Riley, I'm sorry if you ever hear this, honey. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you. I know the story embarrasses you. But she turns around to me, and she always thought Eli was so cute. And uh, she turns around to me, and she goes, Dad, even his Petey is cute. And I was like, well, that's yeah, definitely a quality you want to look for, I guess, if you're going to marry a guy. <laughs> anyway back to your story um yeah so after leia got bit she sent me a cusco uncut well it was a riley uncut video of her <laughs> did talking. she say riley uncut well that's you that's what you said that she oh, wanted okay. to send me a video that was a yeah. her uncut like video and like i i kind of welled up a little bit like during the video because she was so not just concerned but like wanting to make me feel like i was i was okay like that it's okay that leia got bit that you're not a bad dad because that's exactly she what got she wanted bit. to do. That's, yeah. And that's exactly how it made she me feel. She was afraid. She's like, she's she was like, afraid that you weren't okay with that. Yeah. No, she uh, she made me feel very okay. And there's also like the, the – and then the very end of the video, she's like, I love you. I miss you. And it was just so heartfelt. Like there was, there was so much heart in that video. She feels everything in life times 10. Yeah. Well, it, it, it came hard. across. It's kind of hard for a guy like me to relate to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It came across in that video um, very well, and I, I actually watched. I played it back for Hillary and, and the kids too. Like later, um, I was like, "Check this out! You guys need to watch this." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. She, she, on my end, we watched the vlog of Brian's daughter getting bit, and she was not as concerned about his daughter getting bit because this is my daughter. She actually does all the snake training for my business, which is like a hundred snakes right now. So she's working her little butt off over there and she sometimes gets bit by the babies, you know, little snakes and stuff. But her opinion is I'm going to get bit so that their new owners don't have to, because I can get bit once, you know, and train the snake that new owners, if they get bit, they have to live with them forever. And she doesn't want them to not like the snakes and not give them a good life. So she actually does it for the snakes quality of life. But, um, yeah, so she saw the she saw Leia get bit, and then how much Brian was just talking about, you know, I guess you came across as being disappointed in yourself or something. And she's like, God, Dad, give me a phone, give me a phone. <laughs> and then she went out on the porch, and I was like, Yeah, okay, do this. She's like, I know how to work it. Get out of here. <laughs> so I was like, Okay. And then she wouldn't let me watch it. So I haven't seen the video. Oh, I'm. 
I'm sweating my ass off. So I'm oh, going to yeah. turn this fan on. I wasn't doing it because it's the light that I have. You know, I try to do everything somewhat cinematic and put nice light. Now it's going to be blinking. Oh, yeah. It's going to be blinking because it's the fan turning and going across the light. And we'll have this like kind of weird, like looking like we're in some kind of. But I'm doing it because I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> and Gary's making noise. The light's getting weird. I'm starting to get funky. We're only halfway through the moonshine. But yeah, dude. Uh, there was something she said in that video too about so this when a snake bites her, like how she feels. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking like that's a really interesting take on it. Like when a snake bites her, it's uh, she thinks, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's something of something different than you would think when somebody says what they feel when a snake bites them. Like, well, you have to let me watch it because she made me delete the video after I sent it to you. So, yeah. I'm gonna actually, you know, is it okay if I insert it here? I don't care. Which, okay, here. I'm just going to insert it right here. This is here's Riley. Riley Uncut. never listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, good times, good times. You don't get to hear it though, so you can't, no, you I can't still haven't it. heard it because we're just still here podcasting. You guys all got the benefit of hearing that. I still well, haven't heard it. That's why, which it, is probably okay with Riley. She would be the type to be like, "Yeah, the rest of the world can hear it, just not you, Dad." <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> And I got it right then. Yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, honestly, the the fan is not doing as much as I thought it was going to do, and the light is affecting me worse than the sweat dripping down my face. So I'm going to turn the fan <laughs> back off, and we'll just uh, we'll let the light go back to normal, and I will just continue to sweat more. Mm. Oh man, well your your reptile room looks fairly the same, dude. Mine looks completely. I mean, this I think is all new. Well, you can't see three quarters of it. Well, that's true. <laughs> That's true, but I can see the tops of it, which means the bottoms must be close to the same. Yeah, no, not not much has changed. I think maybe a couple of bugs and uh, and amphibians. Now wait a minute, you've got the lizard. little uh, like glass house greenhouse thing. Do you have cockroaches in that? Yes. Did you get that from Emzotic? No. Oh, M- was that cage given to you with those cockroaches like yes. that? Okay, Emzotic did a a pretty cute little video where she set up a. A, a cage like that and put the cockroaches. I think it. I saw that video. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. She's great. She does really good. I so, haven't met her in person. Um, I don't think I have either. Oh, okay. I feel like I have, but that happens with me sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know she's good friends with uh, Kim, and so her and Kim talk a lot. And then Dave Kaufman and her were buddies for a while, but... um. No, you know, so she's a, a pet tuber or whatever you want to call that. Um, you know, one of the cool things that we've been working on that we haven't released any yet, so you guys here on the podcast get to hear about it first. You, you know Aiden used to take care of the animals, but now he's broken. So we're like, all right, we need to reinvent your position here. So um, what, we've, what we've done is start a new segment where it's kind of like my talk em up Tuesdays or whatever, but I just turned Aiden loose on it. And I said, you know what? Everyone's sitting at home. Everybody's kind of used to this whole Zoom meeting format now. Um, so we improved oh. on the production quality a bit. <laughs> that was the other thing. Go Continue. The Zoom stuff? No, yeah. no, just continue. I'll, I'll cut you off later. All right. Well, so I, I turned Aiden loose. I said, why don't you interview some people that you look up to? And we'll just do a whole thing where it's Aiden interviewing people has on he, our YouTube channel. Has he done any of that? He hasn't done any of that yet. We haven't released any yet, oh, okay, okay. but he's done two of them. So yesterday he actually interviewed, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday he interviewed Kevin McCurley. Oh, sweet. Right? And yeah. then, the, But his first one was Tyler Ruggie. Do you know who he is? Yeah. 
Yeah, so another big pet tuber and stuff. So two people that he really look up to. Um, Tyler is like I, kinda... I know Tyler because he's Aiden's favorite pet tuber and he got Oh really? So you know Tyler through Aiden. Yes. That's cool because I think yeah, Aiden will get a kick out of that. But no, Tyler did great. If you ever watched the episode where he cuz he actually has a dwarf retake from me and uh he tried to educate on him a little bit. I shouldn't say try. He did a hell of a job educating on him and and really won my respect. You know, because a lot of times I'm like, these young punks coming into the industry and they're all about this and that and whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, he, he just did a phenomenal job on his channel. So that was really cool. But but the cool thing is it wasn't me calling Kevin and saying, hey, I got this kid, Aiden. Will you talk to him? Because, I mean, I probably could do that. But Aiden has lined up like six or so interviews with like – really kick-ass respectable people within the industry now all on his own he's like oh i got this too i got that too and you know what i mean so it was pretty cool like rob roush um was working while kevin uh was talking with aiden and kept peeking around the corner like is that really kevin mccurley you know like and aiden's over here talking to him the best part was like if you guys know Kevin, like first of all, he's really smart. And he knows a lot of he he knows his stuff when he's talking about reptiles. He's a little bit all over the place when he's talking, and that's just Kevin, right? Until he hones in on something, and he's like a laser. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, if you get used to Kevin, you know what's up. That's that's Kevin. But the fun part was, I think Kevin is used to being interviewed because he's Kevin. And the last question Aiden has was. So that's my last question for you. Do you have any questions for me? And Kevin laughed. He's like, <laughs> and then he's kind of like, oh, you're serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he asked him, I think what he said, like, well, how long have you been keeping reptiles? And then he, he continued and he continued like four or five more questions in. And uh, it, it flipped around really cool. And it was really, really neat to see Kevin, uh, I I really I really like Kevin a, oh, a lot, dude. I, it, I like the only people that don't there. like him have like got on the wrong side of him during a customer service situation or whatever. Yeah, I, could, I could see that. He he's a little rough around the edges sometimes, but no, he's a very he's a very cool guy. Obviously, a pioneer of the industry and everything, and and de- demands respect. You know, deserves respect. But it was really neat to see it flip around because he didn't know who Aiden was before that interview. I don't know why he said yes. But he did. And when Aiden's like sits back all cool and confident, like, you got any questions for me? Kevin, you know, turned it around and started taking advantage of the of the situation. So it was pretty cool. I'll have to watch that because I, I have not seen the cool and confident side of Aiden yet. So Yeah. Well, it was well, the the most fun thing about the f- first two that he's done, we're gonna get a couple of them canned so that we can release them consistently for a while. But um the most fun thing about it is he he's totally fanboys everybody the whole time. He's like, okay, guys, I can't believe it. I'm going to talk to this guy. <laughs> and, you know, what's funny for me is, like, Kevin is somebody that I was reading articles about reticulated pythons and stuff from him when I was Aiden's age. You know what I mean? He was already breeding and writing these things. He's originating morphs and stuff like that. And, you know, so... Aiden looks at me as like the generation above and so it's almost like I don't know it's it's pretty cool that he went from 
Tyler Ruggie is like young, you know, I wouldn't say up and coming. I mean, he's up and cummed, but that doesn't sound wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he's, he's, he's there, he's arrived, you know what I mean? And, and, but in a very short period of time, whereas Kevin has been an icon in the industry for a long time. So cool segment, really looking forward to it. Very proud of Aiden. Um, you know, he, he is very serious about the questions and everything that he wants to ask. And, and, uh, that's, that's very cool to see. I think everyone's going to enjoy this. I thought you were going to be talking about, uh, like zoomy, like he was doing Patreon stuff. Like he's going to be doing stuff with patrons. That's what I thought you were going to say. No, no. So these are edited. Like, I mean, they're zoom style, so it's going to be whatever the quality is, you know what I'm saying? But, um, and it's not bad quality. Like he does a good job, sets up all his lighting and everything like that. Throws a little nice background up way more than I do. I'm like, look at my head going out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't, that was the other thing I forgot. But I have a lot, I told you on the car on the way over that I have a lot of criticisms for you today. Thank you. But, and one, one, the other one was your your Patreon uh, thing that you got set up now. Because I, I did join you, although granted not for as much as a, uh, did you just pour moonshine into my snake water? Well, they deserve a little bit too. <laughs> Um, I just, I, well, let's see. So you, I joined at the, to be fair, you're, you're a higher dollar patron of mine than I am of yours, but I did buy at the level where I am allowed to speak on one of your zoom meetings for a whole 40 seconds at the level I joined at. And I just thought that was, that was awesome. <laughs> I get 40 seconds to speak. <laughs> I'm like a small, tiny god. <laughs> well, you're an even tinier god when you actually did speak. You're like, this is my four seconds done. Boom. Yeah, was, that, that, that was me uh, standing up for my. Me. That was me sta- criticizing stand up for my rights. Forty seconds. How about four? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You really don't like being told what to do. do no, you? I don't. That's is right, that though. one of the perks of being a dad? Yeah. Not too yeah. many people get to tell you what to do. Even if your own dad tells you what to do, you're like, shut up, dad. These are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you screwed me all up. And if I'm doing something wrong, it's your fault anyway. So why would I listen to you? <laughs> well, that's right. We're supposed to be talking about fatherhood. Mm. We're just all over the place. I just brought it back for you. I just brought it back for you. No, I'm complaining about your Patreon. Oh. Um, First well, of all, you don't I'm, have I'm the just... right to complain about my uh, My Patreon is like the most happening Patreon I've ever experienced. Do you have a Discord set up for your patrons? I don't even know what that means. Oh. Isn't that a that wait Discord? That's that dragon from My Little Pony. <laughs> Dads, you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Oh, you I never played, watched My Little I played Pony. I played my sister's My Little Pony when I was a no, kid. No, no, no. This is not 80s My Little Pony. This is Netflix oh, new gen My no, Little Pony. No, I don't know anything about. Hold new on, Wave. hold on. The 80s one stinks. The new one is legit. Okay. You got to get on there and watch My all Little right, Pony. All right. The boys can watch it too. They call them bronies. The boys that are in the My oh Little Ponies. My, God. my favorite's oh. Rainbow Dash. Jesus. Um, Applejack's <laughs> Apple a close second. See, on my Patreon, we have Zoom meetings. And instead of just once a month, they're every week. And we actually feature one of the members for a whole hour. And they get to talk about whatever they want. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that too now. <laughs> that's There you go. That, Half off special for all of your patrons that jump ship and come to mine. No, it's free for you. I, I, <laughs> I knew you'd turn this into your benefit somehow. And so that's why I brought it up. <laughs> uh, no, no. You know, so like mine, my approach is a little bit different for what I wanted to do with Patreon is, um, 
and you know, I'm just making this up as I go because I only patronize. Is, is that the oh, word? Damn. Yeah, apple butter way better. Things are getting butter. better. We're into the third moon. I'm curious about the strawberry now. Holy I'm shit! I'm afraid it's gonna taste like cough syrup, but this apple butter. We'll good. just go back to the apple butter if that's the case. Um, apple butter is always the best bet for moonshine or the apple pie. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, I, I only, you know, patronize you on there. So I don't have a, a huge context of what to do, but basically what I'm doing is I'm taking any money that we get from Patreon and reinvesting it into Patreon. So that's kind of like Aiden's thing now, like that pays for Aiden to come around because snake sales used to pay for him because he took care of snakes. Well, now he doesn't take care of the snakes. He's kind of like extraneous, you know, that that's not the right word, but we're all the way to apple butter now, guys. He's, he's, uh, extra. Let's <laughs> just make the words <laughs> shorter. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this allows him to, to, you know, stay relevant. And I'm really excited with the, the direction he's taking it. But if you get on the Patreon page, you can see like so many, like, for example, um, Instagram, we take a little picture, we call it door for the day and we just post a cool little snake. And then on Patreon, you can see that post and then you can hear like Aiden take a talk about it as he's taking the picture for Instagram. He's like, you know why I picked this one and what I like about this one. And so it's just another level of depth to it. And all the things that people beg me for and want all the time, but I just simply don't have time to do because of all the other business things that I'm doing. Those are all on Patreon, you know, and hopefully it can get big enough that I can grow a little bit of a staff around it to where I can make it more available to everybody. But right now, I mean, I can only do so many things in a day. Well, I was just, I was just glad because I knew when you said you were going to start yours that as with most things you do, it was going to be well done, well thought out and all of that good stuff that comes with a, a Hartle based, um, program of any kind but you still feel superior and it makes you feel good about yourself yeah Yeah, if you guys could see his face oh you can't see his face right now smiling (laughs) 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 well maybe that's why i support you to like 50 bucks a month you support me to like five bucks a month 15 15 you still say fifth in it (laughs) i plead a fifth i shouldn't have said nothing Uh, it is fun though. It's, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's take, it had a decent little takeoff. So I'm, I'm happy with that, but yeah, I'd like to grow it more because it, it really is cool. You know, the other cool thing about, I, and you already know this cause you've been doing it a long time, I'm sure. And I'm sure that you've had the same experience. The, the tightness of the community, yes, bro. Yeah. Yes. Dude, we got to, and we that's gotta why, it, that's why it makes sense because I can get like, I got all my employees on there all the time. Everything's like very live, very unedited you know with the all the patrons chatting back and forth and everybody talking and not only that but like recommendations and stuff like that and being able i can't tell you how much personalized business advice i've had the time to give my patreon we should you should set up the discord thing for it because it's tied in like discord is tied in real that's the dragon from my little pony no the the discord it's it's like a server that uses it's a chat server it's like america online Oh, okay. I mean, you can set up different chat rooms in it, but it's very much tied in with Patreon. Like Discord and Patreon have like tied in together real tightly. So like you can have different chat rooms that are for a certain level patrons or whatever. When you have general chat rooms and, and there's even like video chat available. So all your patrons can very easily stay in contact with each other also. 
And like, even even like if you're not on there, it's just yeah, a chat room. It's just that's there. running. It's like yeah, there's, there's probably oh, people chatting on mine right that now. That is cool. Yeah, I got super you. cool. I got and, you. and like I said, it's it directly tied in. Like they've intermingled with Patreon. Discord yes. has like there's they're they're tight. Like there's cross promotion, not cross promotion, but like it's integrated with Patreon, like yeah. in, in this in a very serious way. So well, you, you were joking about the forty seconds, but you know where I got that from. I know exactly where you got it from, and it makes sense if you have a room of uh, like you know, hundred people, people, sixty people, yeah. yeah. Plus, when there's like four people in the thing, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i did four seconds i was like let's see there's five other people here i know three of them <laughs> <laughs> no no i i get it i get it but i i did want to set it up to be something that is scalable and not feel like people are like cut back or whatever but um no it's uh yeah it's it was something that i had experienced in a in a different group i thought worked really well and the fun part about having like a, a timed limit is at the end I came up with the idea of like ringing like a little desk bell at people. Ding, ding. And that's super fun. I downloaded the app. I actually had a bell I wanted to use. <laughs> there was Nana and Papa's app, uh, bell, by the way. That was literally our inheritance from them. And uh, we got their little like hotel desk bell, but I couldn't find it. So I downloaded the app. It's still pretty fun to use. Excuse me. Oh, apple excuse butter. You. I was going to excuse you if you didn't excuse yourself. Oh, yeah. No, make I... it clear that that was not me. Yeah, no, that's one thing that my dad instilled in me is if you burp, <laughs> <laughs> you say, excuse me. I thought you meant his, he instilled burping in general. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, we, uh, my, my dad was very, uh, one thing for sure I remember about my dad is like table manners. Like, you know, no elbows on the table at the dinner table. Excuse yourself if you burp. Don't talk with your mouth full. Chew with your mouth closed. Don't scrape the fork on your teeth. You, like close your lips around it and pull it out. Don't be like. <laughs> what about licking the lid of the yogurt? Because that's just gross and weird. It's too much, guys. We never did that at the dinner table. We never had yogurt at the dinner table. Mm, okay. That was like an so you do lick thing. the lid. Oh then. yeah, the YoPlay lid. I licked that thing yeah. a bunch. You know you what know, else I do when I all take you have the... to do is peel it off and like slide it across the top. The yogurt all goes yeah, inside. Yeah, you could do that. You don't have to be like <laughs> look, making out with your yogurt in front of everyone. Yeah, I never really eat yogurt in front of people. Mm. Definitely not YoPlay. I don't eat yogurt at all because I'm pretentious. Vegan. Vegan. <laughs> Better I... than everyone. <laughs> so. I eat uh, ice cream a lot, and what I'll do with the ice cream lid is I'll pull it off, and there's always some ice cream stuck to the top. Oh, of. that's even worse. No, I don't it's... lick it. I oh, scrape okay, it with okay. the spoon. All right. Okay. I thought you were saying you lick it. I was like, gross, because that goes back on the container for everybody. <laughs> no. You've never seen me open a container of ice cream that the oh. lid does not go back on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do remember that about you. <laughs> yeah. No. Swedish fish. That's what I should have brought you from Pittsburgh. Oh, I would have eaten them right here, right now. Yeah. This apple butter might as well be Swedish fish, though. It's like. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure that strawberry is going to be Swedish fish-ish. <laughs> <laughs> We're three bottles into this moonshine, but I'll tell you what, dude. That light looks like a vampire squid. If you don't know what a vampire squid or this light look like, Google it. Yeah, light, I can see even like the short, shortish tentacles coming off. Yep, like looks like a vampire squid. I'm glad yeah. that you know the, what that is. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Noah yeah. taught you, didn't he? Be honest. Shh, come on. No, bro. <laughs> I, I, I knew what a vampire squid was before Noah came around. Okay. Mm. 
mm-hmm. I will say that mm-hmm. Noah does know some stuff. I will. I can't take credit for a lot of the stuff that Noah knows. Actually, I, I still to this day like don't understand how he's able to just come up with all these things right when I ask him because I don't give him time to prepare. I like just catch him off guard and be like, "What do you know?" That's how it happened the first time. Like you were probably <laughs> around one of the first times I ever did it because you were at the house, our old house, one of the fir- when I was first started vlogging. You yeah. you came to the house and I. It was right around that same time, I think, when I first it was. It was just on the fly. I was just like, "What do you know?" And, the, and it just stuck, stuck. And, and, and now he, it's like a family thing. People ask me that all the time. I remember it was a big deal for me when you started including Hillary on that. I was like, "Oh dang, it's like family wide now." <laughs> so I, I still to this day, like, I don't know how the kid just like was able to fly off. The, I can't take credit for that because yeah. people do it to me all the time. They, they ask me, you know, like, oh, let's try it. Let's see it on, try it on Brian. Let's see what he knows. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, <laughs> nothing. Sorry. I can't do it. Which, <laughs> I don't know. Half the time. That's what Noah says. Not half the time. But. No, no. He always has something. He's always ready with something. He always mm-hmm. has something. Even if he doesn't know, you know, even if he can't like explain it, like, uh, I like when he does the kid thing when he's like, I know, and he looks around and picks something out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's another funny thing about kids, though. Like Finley, my two year old, who can barely talk. My wife said something to him the other day, and he looks at her and he like, Finley's got faces. Finley is like Ace Ventura. Raises his eyebrow and he's like, whatever you say. <laughs> And I was like, what? He can't say two two words together. He's, all of a sudden, he's like, flash this big pointy eyebrow up, and he's like, whatever you say. <laughs> Walks away. Eli so is a lot like that with his eyebrow. Like, we let his hair grow long a lot of times, and it would cover his, his eyebrows. But then you forget how expressive, expressive he is. <laughs> eyebrows that we cut his, cut his hair short, and you can see him again. We started mm-hmm. calling him Ebrow, which he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, his, 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 he has some really expressive eyebrows. I'll totally call him that when he wakes up tomorrow. I didn't get to see him today. What's up, Ebro? We're like, what? Where did you learn that word? Uh, no, it's crazy. Ace Ventura. Stuff. Ace Ventura. My grandmother. This is not quite Father's Day. This is Mother's Day material. But my grandmother would took took us to the movies. All of us grandkids, my cousins and my sisters. Your grandmother took you to Ace Ventura. <laughs> that was the last time she took us to the movies. <laughs> 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 was it one or two? One. Oh, that's too bad because I want to imagine Grandma's face when he comes out of that rhino's butt. <laughs> <laughs> the the part the part where she decided. I remember specifically. She decided. It was at the scene when the parrot's going like. <laughs> this that that was it was at that moment she decided that was the last time she was taking us to the movies. <laughs> we had outgrown it. The movies have gone to crap. <laughs> she she had this movie purse that we you know because still to this day of course uh, movie snacks are super expensive. Yeah, mm. uh, she had what we call the movie purse is still something we talk about <laughs> to this day, and we just put all our little snacks and then we go to the store beforehand luckies or whatever and she's just like all right what do you want what do you want and put it in the person and luckies there's a california blast from the past yeah then it got bought out by albertson's and then albertson's which got i was bought really out by... sad because albertson's had that super annoying jingle i, don't, I was upset about that i don't recall jingles you know one of the things i hated most when i was a teenager you got to realize my car had a cassette player in it i mean cd players as existed. did mine but cassettes were better for the car because you could just pull them out and throw them in the passenger side. Cassettes were just, were just better, period. They didn't skip. 
nope, they didn't skip, and you could like take them and throw them around and trash them, and they were fine. And then you could record songs off the radio. You're like, oh, I like this one, and you would always miss the first five seconds of every song. <laughs> but this is just dating us. But on the radio, Albertsons had this thing that was like, Albertsons, it's your store, and I hated it. So when they bought out Lucky's, which I really liked, I was very Which sad. it's Lucky, by the way. There's no S on the end of that. What is it? Oh, I was on it. I think I put S's on everything. <laughs> Actually, people have commented to me about them. Let's go to Red Robin's. They're like, it's just Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, but it's his restaurant. Yeah, it's, yeah you got to give it the possessive, right? Like, <laughs> That's right. Put that it's, apostrophe, add it's that Lu- S. <laughs> I imagine Lucky being like this little guy who's like scrawny and kind of like, hey, thanks for coming down to my store. <laughs> No problem, Lucky. <laughs> anyway, one of my biggest pet peeves as a this this podcast is getting moonshiny. One of my biggest pet peeves as a teenager was radio commercials because I, you know, nowadays everyone's just got all their MP3s downloaded on everything. I loved listening to FM radio because. I knew that there were thousands of other people listening to the same thing at the same time. And even when the reception wasn't that good, and it's like, and then it would come back because I lived kind of in the mountains or whatever. I, I was like, you know, I feel connected to the world around me when I listen to FM radio. And then, like, you are a true music connoisseur. I love music. I just don't care to learn about it. <laughs> I just take it as it comes at me you know what i mean like people ask me what kind of music i like i like any kind of music as long as it's good you know same way with food just bring it did you notice our piano upstairs no but i I saw it in your vlog so anyway um yeah i'll have to check that out that's cool uh i have a desk that has a leg that used to be my piano (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway uh yeah, so my biggest pet peeve was you're listening to FM radio, you're feeling all connected, you're like getting into the song, and you're like, yeah, it's taking you somewhere, right? And then it's like, Psh, did you know Big Al's Tire Warehouse is having a giant store? And it's like, God, you're killing me. Just... <laughs> and so it was like every, you know, fifth song, you know, you just get completely disrupted from the moment. And I was like, radio commercials are the worst idea ever ever because you're talking about music that is like someone's sharing their soul with you and they're they're taking you somewhere with them you know and you're especially over fm radio you're like connected with the the artists you're connected with other people listening and the whole town is in this place right now and there's gonna be like big owls and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> but the commercials are how they pay to have the station whatever be more creative <laughs> You can't ruin the. Ex- that would be like that would be like me saying I specialize in super dwarfs, but every now and then randomly mixing a mainland in there. Surprise! Your snake gets fifteen feet long. There's you know there is I mean? a part Just of me. There's, you're, you're trying to tie in reptiles. So we haven't talked about reptiles almost entire time. So which which brings us to the actual name of this podcast, which is searchable as reptiles. It's an off-topic podcast, but, guys. But nothing about reptiles. It's only searchable as reptiles because we know each other because of that. But then we realized that there was so many other cooler things that we had to talk about besides reptiles. But yeah, thanks for tying it into snakes somehow. I don't know about cooler. I don't agree with that word cooler things okay. than reptiles. Yeah, cooler is a weird word. Just other things. More cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not more cool. Music and radio are cooler than snakes. I said it. Whoa. I'll say it again. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. 
<laughs> well, maybe not radio, but music. Music is debatable, highly debatable. There was a time, so there's. This I will allow some people to like music more than reptiles. I do not like music more than reptiles. Yeah. To me, that's a well-bred super dwarf is a symphony. Gee, wow, that's a stretch. No, um, no, that's accurate. <laughs> you ever see my reactions when I like opening it? So I had. A you ever played in a symphony? Morning. No. <laughs> so you don't know what you're talking about. But there's a reason for that. It's not as cool. <laughs> that's a bunch of bullshit. Put me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, music is just. No, it's, no, that was that was a horrible conspiracy. You, if you had played in a, a symphony at some point, then I would accept your analogy, but I, I reject it. All of our symphonious reptile listeners, chime in for us, please. Tell us which one's better for real. There was an energy that's traveling through the earth and travels through the earth. A snake-like energy, to be fair, <laughs> a snake-like energy that goes through the universe and then travels through the earth and goes in the earth at one point and out the other side and then back through. And in the 1960s is when that energy was traveling right through the United States, a.k.a. also, you know, R&B. Wow, this and is like Motown. right now. It is. But the, I'm, I'm combining snake energy with music <laughs> and the high energy music that was coming out of the United States in the 1960s via Motown, via R&B, via just all oldies. You listen to an oldie station and that's the music. That Do you just know what is exactly brothers, on the like, opposite side of the globe from America in the 1960s? Karampa Island. Oh. I would drop this mic if it wasn't on a stand. <laughs> Damn. Is that true? I thought it was Australia. No, I just made that up. But for me, it's true. <laughs> it's pretty close to Australia, yeah, too. That's so. true. That's true. It is very close. Depending on what part of the United States you're in, it could be hitting Karampa. Yes. Damn, dude. Pittsburgh. I like it. Pittsburgh. I like it a lot. I'm going to look this up now. Yeah, what's directly a <laughs> Wouldn't it be opposite? crazy if Pittsburgh and Karampa Island were like, that would be crazy. We need to find that out now. I think gonna, so, too. Before we go to sleep Did tonight, you know Joshua trees only grow in like... Joshua tree? <laughs> Joshua tree, Southern California, and Israel, which are complete polar opposites on the globe. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense, but it's also still very Karampas interesting. Karampas are only hatched in Pittsburgh <laughs> and in Karampa. <laughs> we, I, we, before we go to sleep, we're looking this up, dude. Uh, Join us on the uh, Searchables <laughs> Facebook Re Searchables Reptiles Facebook page to find out what the truth is about Pittsburgh versus. <laughs> yeah, Karampa. if you guys want to be part of the community, that is a great Facebook page. So yeah, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore. But have you? So here's a random. That's good for you. That's um, actually amazing. I kind of wish I could do that. I feel like I can't. I'm dependent. It's like. I, I check into I it. I, I don't scroll Facebook. I, I, I check. I, I check in just from time to time because there are a lot of people there that I care about that are only there. Yeah. So that, that's why I check in there. Like, for example, I would have never known that JT had his house burned down and lost most of his animals. JT Tomlinson. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Some just of like those were my animals last week. Yeah. Holy crap! Is he okay? I, I think he, he, himself and the family are okay. Holy! However, smokes. it sounds like a lot of the animals didn't make it and, and needed the house. I don't oh know. Oh my god! I sent him a message, but obviously he's really busy with stuff. He hasn't he hasn't replied to me. Um, well, he sent me a message randomly about something unrelated. Like it was probably last week. I wonder if it was. It might have been before still, because wow. it was just yeah, just recent. Wow! But Jeez. that's why I do check in with Facebook because there are people there that I care about that I would not 
know about if I didn't check Facebook from time well, to time. Obviously, I don't check Facebook for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, now I feel like guilty about it or whatever. But no, you should. I originally I hated when Facebook moved the messengers, the messages to the messenger app. Now I love it because I'm like, I can just open Because you can that. check without being on Facebook? <laughs> and yeah. not go on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but anyway, um, no, I was I was going to ask you, uh, this is this is kind of a separate, I don't know if you want to call it a segment or what, but um, as far as podcasts go, what podcasts have you been listening to since the last time that we talked that you've been gaining some, some good content from? Oh, I, I listen to- I want to shout somebody else out. I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast more than any other podcast on the planet. Well, everyone listens to Joe Rogan more yeah, than any so other podcast. Really, you don't really need to give it a shout out. Yeah, but no, I mean, was there a, a particular episode or something that you or or anything that jumps out? Well, he recently had on Bill Burr, who also happens to be one of my favorite comedians. So I really enjoyed that episode because yeah. of that. Because uh, he, yeah, he, Bill Burr is like hilarious, pretty, pretty freaking hilarious. hilarious, dude. Yeah. And I just love the 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 best comedians for me. Like I, I love comedy. I love to laugh. Obviously, if anybody's hung out with me, like I, it's probably annoying how much I laugh. And unless you like people that laugh, in which case you will love me because I laugh a lot. Um, but the best comedy to me is wrapped and intertwined and married to the truth, and and the person speaking it is speaking their truth, and and just like to me, the best comedy is coming from that's a place the only, of pure that's truth. That's the only That's comedy. the only comedy, yeah, exactly. It's, in it's, my, you're the, noticing everyday truths that we all know, and the, the more general they are, the you know the funnier it is, because everyone that's listening can be like, that's so true. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's to me, that's the only real, that's the only comedy out there, is just okay. pure truth. And so, for that reason, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, are probably my two favorite comics um, of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would tell you who mine is, but I'm blanking on his name right now. <laughs> uh, and that was the most recent. Um, the, as far as like knowledge gained from that, uh, I, I just I just figured, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that's good. I just kind of want to shout some other people out every now and then. Yeah, and well, why let's not. Like no, them. let's not shout out Joe Rogan podcast. That just seems sacrilegious. That's. It's a good place to start. It's fun. <laughs> it so be- mine, mine's a little bit more close to home or whatever, even though it's on the other side of the pond. But uh, Reptile and Chill. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about them before on this you, podcast. You've been on their podcast, right? No, you have. Oh, oh that was me. Yeah, <laughs> shut That's up. Right. No, I actually thought you had that. On okay, their podcast, no, but. no, we'll talk about okay Reptile Room podcast. The Reptile Room is a podcast. Really? Yeah. That's not from the UK. That's not no, the it's not. UK's reptile. Room. No, oh. it's from right here in California. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Who does well, that one? Uh, let's, I'm gonna let you do some research. Figure Is it, out it you? No, it's not me. Well, we're shouting them out. Let us know. It's the Reptile Room Podcast. Go look it out and find oh out who it is. Oh, my gosh. Reptile Room Podcast. I apologize, you don't know? Reptile Room Podcast, because nobody's going to go click and see all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Reptile, look it up. Reptile Room Podcast. Okay. Okay. How about, I was thinking how about, about the Reptile Room in UK because they have... But Reptiles right. and Chill is is definitely like my go-to. You have to make sure there's no one else in the car. But... Uh, what about Reptile Talk? No, I, I don't know that one either. You don't know that one either? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's on your side of the coast, buddy. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your side of the country, I guess I should say. Yeah. All your right. coast. Your All coast. Right. 
Well, it's got to be entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody that's still listening this far into this podcast can relate to this. It doesn't really matter what you talk about. It's who's talking. You know what I mean? That's what's up. It's It's got to be, you got to connect with the people. It's got to be entertaining. So I love those guys. Uh, they actually did a an episode that I'm only about halfway through about kind of like the the moral and ethical nature or, or or lack thereof of keeping large constrictors which is always the debate and you know these guys aren't like super for or against it but they are over there not in america because i think like american opinions of things and <laughs> versus the rest of the world <laughs> pretty much always seem to that's be different a, that's a you can make a whole podcast off that topic oh yeah for sure but especially in Europe, when it comes to reptile keeping, they do things differently. Yeah. And well, especially in the UK, too, right? I mean, there's, like, even more specific laws. Like, Well, yeah, that was more recent. Um, I, I feel like the UK is geographically and philosophically kind of, like, between the rest of Europe. Like, if you go to, like, Poland, Germany, those kinds of places, and then you have the UK, and then you've got the US. So I think a lot of the people in the UK felt like a lot of those restrictions were more imposed on them and they didn't agree with them which certainly the early drafts were but yeah the the issue of should you you know keep reticulated pythons is a big deal and the only thing that i think is really unfortunate in our country right now is that people ask the question wrong instead of saying should i keep a reticulated python they say should anybody keep one and should i you know, vote for a ban on these because I don't oh, think I should speaking keep of one. which, before the the end of this month, go to US ARC uh SB Oh my god, see the one four one four or four one four one. I keep mixing the four and the one around. But it's on the thing to pass. And the only way to stop it now is a veto from the governor. Like that that's been going on for a little while now. In California. No, in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, if you guys are interested in, in oh, this is the the uh, the big one. Yeah, the big one. The, the right now, tegus and iguanas. If and I if I read it correctly, then it's already past the point of no return. It, it needs a veto. That's yeah. where it's at. Like it needs to have a veto from the governor. So there's a there's Yikes. a form that USARC has created. All you have to do is go in there and attach your name to it and send it in, and that's all you can really do for. Uh, for that at this point so yeah i'll get on that for yeah. sure no there's a lot of big stuff coming you know um a covid19 relief ban uh bill that they're putting interstate travel again with reptiles it's like come on guys we, we might go back to basics it might just be a crumbling society we just finished watching a lord of the rings as a family the whole trilogy which is a book i read when i was 17 and I was talking with Hillary earlier. This when we're going back to the father thing. I was like, we should have had these kids read the books first before watching the movie. This is <laughs> not are, fair. They're pretty big books. <laughs> they're big books, but to be fair, the movies hadn't come out when I was seventeen, so that's the only option I had was to read them. Uh, that's not true. They had the rotoscope one, which I still argue some at least some scenes were better. Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Or the a- Hobbit. Uh, it was Lord of the Rings. It what? Was a, it, yeah, it was a rotoscoped animated one, and the scene where Boromir dies is probably one of the best movie scenes ever. I have time. not seen this. Yeah, you're missing out. Okay. Super cool. It was like really gritty and yeah, really cool. Well done. Crazy. 
Boromir's death was a thousand times better in that than Lord of the Rings. Huh. Anyway, so I watched the. Well, how did we? How did I arrive at this? Oh yeah, the crumbling of uh, society. Society. Yeah, that's. There is a, a large part of me that sees the crumbling of society as the same thing as when the Eye of Sauron crumbles and the tower falls to the ground. That's like. Except that you're making us the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> well, we're all we all we all gaze into the Eye of Sauron. No, no, no. I want the Eye of Sauron to crumble so that I can do whatever I want without some creepy guy watching me all the time. You mean like like th- that thing right there watching you with the triple eye phone? Because it is watching you all the time. Uh, th- well, that's fine. I don't have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know- that. If that iPhone over there is obsessed with me, that's his problem. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with me. Hey, man, I walk around, that iPhone can get in line for all I'm concerned, all right? Everybody wants a piece of this dad bod. (laughs) On Father's Day especially, if the iPhone wants to watch me while I'm taking a dump or whatever, it can do that. That's fine with me. You podcast your dumps. Man, or vlog them. Podcast them. We haven't done that yet. Let's never do that, okay? I'm just saying, I'm not as a, yes, I have the most current version of the iPhone and the iWatch over here and the iPad Pro in my bag that I was working on and every other product, but. What's the eye of Sauron? It's the same, it's virtually the same thing. But it's just because they all have the same operating software. That's it. Yeah, it's called. Uh, they all and they're obsessed with me in Mordor. They follow my every movements and advertise to me, and that's all right. Because they're obsessed with me, and I'm used to it. Doesn't mean I have to be obsessed. I'm very strong. I don't click the ads. I'm like, that ad is totally custom tailored to me. Then the other day, I saw one, and it was like a t-shirt that said, like, I'm not old, I'm vintage. And it had a truck that was like my 69 Chevy truck on it. And I was like, oh, too far, iPhone. Too far. I'm not old or classic. I'm still a young punk with a podcast that 50 people listen to don't go a thousand there. is there a thousand people that listen to this podcast i've yes. never checked yes wow good job you guys i'm so sorry there's a thousand of you that find value in this chimney christmas go support me on patreon instead <laughs> do you know if each of you supported at just the five dollar level this just turned into a radio commercial Cher was here last night, not here at this house, but uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but the crumbling of society um, (laughs) reminds you of Cher. (laughs) Well, she was, come on, man. She's held together very well. (laughs) Wait, we're talking about the right Cher, right? Maybe, maybe not. Sunny and Cher, Cher? No, no, no. Oh, look, my retic wants out of its enclosure. I guess we shouldn't keep them in there. I was checking around earlier. Betsy Ross. Yeah. Betsy Ross. They're so cute when they don't see the glass and you're like, you idiot. You live behind it your whole life. And they're like, and they, they come up with their, and then their face and their little soft. Retics have like big squishy lips like a horse. Yep. And they hit the glass and they're like, uh, uh, until they're raw and swollen. She doesn't do that to herself, thankfully. No, but you can see her still testing it every day. Maybe the invisible barrier isn't there today. I should go check it all night long. She she's ready Jim for Gaffigan. She's That's ready the for... comedian. I just said his voice. Jim oh, Gaffigan. Oh. Why why? What? 
Oh, you, you were just, talking about comedians. I yeah. just remembered Jim. Gaffigan. Oh, gotcha. Jim Gaffigan. Gotcha. You're bringing us back to ten minutes ago. Sorry. Anyway, um, whenever the iPhones fail, I feel like that'll be the same as the I have Sauron um, crumbling to the ground, and the fall of society will be uh, the rebirth of humanity. Do you know what I fantasize about? What's that? Do you want to know what I fantasize? I about? mean, as long as it has nothing to do with me, yes. No, it does. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I fantasize about one day being able to step away from my business that I cannot have a cell phone. Fun fact, I did not have a cell phone until I went to work for Jay Brewer at Prehistoric Pets. And How old were you? And he forced me to have one. I was 26 or 27. Really? 27? 26 or 27? I was 20. Maybe. I was 20. I was 20. Maybe? Yeah. 21? I'm, I'm trying to remember if my r- numbers are accurate. Oh, no. I was 23. Yeah, I was 27. I was 27. He made me get a cell phone so that I could answer people in every time of the day or night, which is really cruel when you run a global company, by the way, and there's you have all the time <laughs> zones with access to your phone. I only got a cell phone so that I could keep in touch with my family because I was about to start go touring with a band on the road. So that's why I got a cell phone was so I could do that. And I left a voice message on that cell phone. You, you know, if like leave your little message to people here when they're going to call you and leave a message. And it's the same message still to this day. I don't have any jokes. So tell me a joke. <laughs> it's kind of, you're close. You're close. Uh, How often do you not answer me? No, nine, well, nine to be two, fair. Nine two five three three seven two six three five. Call it now. Leave him a joke. If you don't leave a joke, I'm not calling you back. Simple as that. He's telling the truth. <laughs> he never calls me back. <laughs> and I never leave a joke. I think I did the first time because I thought it was a unique message. After that, I was like, oh, he needs to change his message. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. People have been saying one. that for about 15 years now. Yeah. 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 I didn't have a cell phone. So that's my fantasy too. And I will do it. I, I think a lot of people... It's funny. People call me for tech advice. Can you believe that? Are you done with the goddamn apple butter yet? I've drank two no. glasses of it now. No, I, drink I want to move to the strawberry. I want drink you to finish your apple butter before I move to the strawberry. Right, we got to sleep in the same house tonight. Whoa. I'm going to fill you up here. You're going to enjoy it. <sighs> Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that was a smell, not a taste. Yeah, no, I'm smelling it. Well, to be but, fair, smell but, has everything to do with taste. Mm, kind of. This is the lightest. That, look at how small that is. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really like mixing sugar with alcohol all that much. No, that's why I said I was afraid it was going to taste like cough syrup. But, I mean, the apple butter was good. Cough syrup. <laughs> That's what you thought of, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? The second you did it was cough syrup. Robitussin. Yep. Cough syrup. Oh, yeah. Top me off on that. Water, please. Going back to the apple butter. Um, Sorry, Alyssa. We'll send it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Yes, sir. We didn't. I don't know if we talked about fatherhood all that much on here. Yeah, we gave it a good run. I feel bad for the non-fathers. I don't want to make you feel bad, 
just talking about how much better my life is than yours. <laughs> hey, and that is not cockiness. That's because my kids are awesome. It has nothing to do with me. Other than, you know, obviously the superior genetics I've woven into them through my <laughs> loins. Uh, yeah, through, through cockiness. True, true. Loins and cockiness go hand in hand. I, I feel like, so we, last week I had Thomas, my video editor out, and we filmed like too many episodes in a row. It was a lot of work. I mean, we're literally, when I say it was a lot of work, we're literally like up at eight filming till two. Is Thomas uh, as, as much bigger than you that he looks on camera in real life <laughs> no that was a weird chair situation he was all <laughs> mad about it i was like ah, i was rolling with it he's definitely taller than me he's yeah. not like no, a so foot he... and a half taller than okay. me he's like an inch or two taller than me but that's not saying much <clears throat> but at any rate so thomas was out last oh crap what i forgot the point of my story at least it's you this time. Mm. I always forget the point of my oh, story. Oh, I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. We filmed 10 episodes, and I, I like joking around that I'm like super cocky all the time. It's like the time you and I were driving That's up the grapevine. That's a joke. And we weren't driving up the grapevine. We were driving down traffic way getting onto the highway right by my house. I thought it was when we were like going up the backside of the grapevine. And I was telling you the Hartles are here, and this is our true humility joke. No, no. You, it was at hey, the beginning. Hey, for those of you guys that are watching on this camera... This is what I say. Everyone feels like I'm cocky because I'm like, everyone's here, and I'm like right here, and I'm moving my hands one slightly above the other, and I say, everyone thinks I'm cocky because of that, but the honesty is, this is like really humble because in reality, I'm like way up here, and then Brian lost it while he was driving. This was as we were getting on the highway right down the street from the house at the beginning of the drive. I believe you. That detail is not pertinent to the story, so I just fill those blanks in because I can't commit them to memory. That's too many details. This is how cocky you are. Here, here's how I feel about current events in in the world. Now, I'm going to turn off the comments so I don't have to hear what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I said, this is my experience with current events, and I don't want to hear what you think. (laughs) That is what I said. Cocky. No, 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 no. Well, at least dickish. Yes, given. But that I can live with. I'm absolutely a dick. I just feel like it's pertinent to let everybody know that I don't think very highly of myself, which is why it's funny when I talk and I say all kinds of cocky things. I don't know. But every every video I get, well, I'm confident, but that's different than like cocky. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm loud and I just say what I think and I don't care what other people say. Oh, yes, you do. That's why you turned off the comments. Well, uh, all right. All right. He's tearing me apart after this fourth moonshine, guys. I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing here. Normally I win with Brian and that's why he's so frustrated all the time. <laughs> Tonight, I'm not yeah. frustrated. Mm, with I'm, me, you are. Yeah, not b- because you're beating me. Uh, yes, it is. No, it's because you're always beating yourself. I and will making me always watch. remember the first time that we like actually got to spend some time together, and you were like, "Ah, you're like the first person I was like a little bit intimidated by because I felt like you were better than me in every well, way." No, that you're you're putting words in my mouth, just like <laughs> Hillary tries to do. <laughs> intelligent, I thought I thought you were more intelligent than me, but I soon learned that wasn't the case. I'm pretty sure you said better in every way. No, I definitely did not say that. 
Which, by the way, you mentioned to me that possibly we've talked about the potential of you doing mushrooms at some point on this on this podcast. No, you've talked about that. I am never doing mushrooms on this podcast. Done. (laughs) End of conversation. Well, my point was going to be that I don't think I I want you to because I don't think you can handle it. I brought your I don't know i defer to you i have no experience in the matter i'm just asserting my my dominance <laughs> congratulations <laughs> fungus man i forgot how we got on the subject oh i don't know i just wanted to let everyone know that i'm joking all the time you know oh yeah dude that's why that's that's i think why i like hanging out with you because you make me laugh a lot mm. I like to laugh. You're welcome. Because apparently everything makes you laugh, so it's not really saying much either. (laughs) (laughs) That might be. Yeah, you Uh, might have a point. But but that is it. I I enjoy making people laugh, even if they're laughing at me. You know, some people get all bent out of shape. Are you laughing with me or are you laughing at me? I don't care as long as they're laughing. I don't know those people. Oh, there's lots of those people. But I, I don't care. Like, if you're laughing... You know, you're not doing something worse than that. So. Oh yeah, dude. There's the laughing is the best thing in the world. Yeah, um, I love to laugh. Yeah, I can agree. It's up there anyway. It's up there real high. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, I yeah, I always I always find it amusing on like the YouTube channel. People come like I remember there was one with Tori. Or it was her first day, and I made her like palm or a uh, snake poo or something <laughs> like that. See, you're laughing. It was funny. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're such a jerk. Like, I can't believe you made that poor girl do that. Just (laughs) like as though I was like impressing my employee, uh, oppressing my employees or something, doing that or whatever. But, oh my gosh, people, relax. You don't know the half of it. Like, Is she the one you fired a week later? No, she's not. She's still not fired in my mind anyways. (laughs) She, She, uh... No, she she wasn't working out with the snake cleaning thing, and that was like a mutual <laughs> because, agreement. Because thing. she didn't want to palm poop. <laughs> she didn't have any. Actually, I was super impressed with her poop palming. <laughs> she she had the right attitude about the animals. She poop palmed like there was no other, dude. So like what you saw in the video was actually like take two. This was something that we talked about <laughs> the first time when I did it. Legitimately, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. We have to film that. Let's go back and do it again. I said, I was like halfway through my spiel about what I wanted her to do. And I was like, one more thing. I want you to reach in with your hand and grab. And she was like, and it was in the trash. And wait, wait, wait. I was did, like, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Did you fire her or did she quit? No, no, no. It wasn't It wasn't either. She's still employed. She's coming. We have a 4th of July employee party. She's coming. Oh. Yeah. I must be she just moved. Else. She just moved away from the animal cleaning that like really wasn't working out with for her and me. But yeah, no, Tori's great. Tori's awesome. I, uh, I haven't met her. I can't make my. I can't give you feedback on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, that that part just wasn't working out. I probably should have included something. I guess I did like Tori's first day, and then you never see her on YouTube again. But just another example of how YouTube is not really the whole story. You know what I mean? Talking about it, that's everything. It's every moment ever captured. No, 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 my friend. <laughs> you have a vlog. I have an educational No, channel. I only live 15 minutes a day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sleep for 23 hours and 15 minutes every day. 
must be nice. <laughs> and if, if the 50 minutes I'm awake, I'm about is what that you see life. on YouTube. African lioness. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Oh. Mm, maybe the big lion with the fur. Yeah, I'll be I'm the... going to go with the maned one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Have you ever seen them like re- reproduce? I don't want to be the lioness. <laughs> be the other guy. Yeah, I have. Well, I've seen them attempting to reproduce. I don't know if it was successful or not, but yeah, I've seen the the uh, attempt at it. Yeah, it's uh, exciting for one of them. <laughs> As we're staring, I can look over and see this wood burning from. That's from Justin, right? Yes, sir. Of this snarling African lion that looks like he's reproducing. <laughs> you can't see the rest of the picture; just his head. But there's a lioness. Oh, man, there I was hoping to go visit Justin this summer. He told me you were going to, and he was hoping you would come. I was, I'm still, it's still in the potential plans. It was in the definite plans when we were still doing shows. Mm. When we were still doing, because I was going to be bringing a, a significant chunk of cash from, actually, today, I would have been doing Morro Bay. I would have been at the Morro Bay Library today. Yeah, but that didn't happen because oh, the educational COVID. shows. Right. Yeah, yeah, we had cover. we had signed a contract with the the county for every library in the county. Have you thought about any kind of like creative way to make up that income? Like, is there a way that you can do I, educational I've been doing, shows? Yeah, I've been doing them. I've been doing some Zoom library shows and charging for it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, I'm not. I couldn't. I couldn't consciously um, charge the same as. A in-person show because it's not this it's not the same for me no, or but the people it, but i mean if you go to a library like i mean you want to talk about it how much do you charge to do like a show well i i charge the same rate that brandon had already set up for which is what which is oh my god now i'm blanking on it it's like 175 200 there's mileage involved so it's varies okay depending so on where we're going. but let's say it's like 200 bucks and you bring a bunch of people you know what i mean it corrected itself. <laughs> uh, 200 bucks and you bring a bunch of people. So then if you have, you know, 20 people pay 10 bucks, you got the same amount. Or 40 people pay 5 bucks. Yeah, I haven't done it like that. It's just like library. Um, it's, been, it's, it's less for what, the Zoom. What I'm saying, like, you have a pretty big platform. What if you charge everyone like a buck 50 and you did an educational show from right here? Cause I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, then you probably shouldn't be doing any education. <laughs> I'm shows. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Remember? Oh, that reminds I'm me. I'm always screwing ooh, up a few people a great, at a time. This is a great memory I have with myself, yourself, Forrest, and Ryan McVeigh, who the three, three of those four, I consider to be extremely knowledgeable reptile keepers. <laughs> we'll in let their their, day. we'll let you guys guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three or four of those guys I consider to be like these guys know their reptile stuff. Uh the one of them maybe not so much. But but if as, as I recall, we were doing a live trivia event uh with uh Rude Dog Reptiles on on his uh live stream and somebody won. It was highly unexpected. <laughs> see he's not cocky at all guys this is brian cusco man of humility man of honesty man of raw grit <laughs> yeah garrett's somebody, the cocky one <laughs> somebody won like it wasn't even a contest at, at one point it was like it was like somebody just blew everybody else out of the water i was totally surprised too because it, it to ended- be to be fair 
What are those questions, man? Those are questions for someone who doesn't know reptile. <laughs> well, those are the people that I'm educating, so it's well, perfect. Remember one of the questions for it. What were these questions? Uh, one of like them was way too easy. So easy that nobody else could answer them but me. Everyone answered. We were dumbfounded by the fact you're like, you're going to ask me that? I'm, it's like, <laughs> Forrest has like species that are not, they're like unknown to science. And he's like, do all snakes lay eggs? And you're like, oh my gosh, dude, I've bred like multiple live bears and egg laying species last night i don't think that was one of the questions no it wasn't i don't remember that's why i asked you to remember. i don't i don't have memory for these kinds of things <laughs> anyway my point is i do know a couple things and <laughs> those few things are the things that are things that the general public don't know and which makes me the perfect person to educate on those few Actually, subjects i won't argue with that i i am of the opinion after all these years and you know that i've done educational shows like quite a few yeah i'm hoping to pick up on your model at some point which you just keep charging more and more because you don't want to do them anymore and then people just keep paying it until you're like that's how super doors got to where they are <laughs> i'm like i don't want to sell any this year double the price and they all pay them i'm like all right double that price next year <laughs> i like it that's what happened i like it. no but um but i actually believe like in a lot of cases the person that that is probably the best to learn from is the person who just learned it themselves. Like they should have just learned it and then lived it out a little bit because they remember where you're coming from and they can a hundred percent relate to your position. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with that. I'm trying to write a care sheet and it's like the hardest thing in the world for me to explain to someone who's never had a super dwarf. And it, I mean, to be fair, it's a, it's a, reach out reptiles care sheet so it's not like a normal care sheet like you know i'm gonna put a lot of new things and twists and effort into it but still to break down like my information to to someone like just to be able to talk to like the layman and make them understand how to take care it's almost difficult to me because I don't know. I was just looking at it and i was like you no, know because of meiosis 100 percent agree because i've always felt the best teachers are learning right along with you like if you're learning yeah. something in the presence of other people like that's the best way to teach somebody right and and if you've if you've recently learned something and you tried it once or twice and you have a, a couple of experiences to ex explain to someone this is why you're the best teacher it's not because you have the most information you're the best teacher when you are the most inspiring and when you're the most inspiring, you remember how difficult it was to be where the person you're teaching was. And it's it's almost like, okay, dad's again. I was watching my, my daughters teach my son Garrison is learning how to ride a bicycle right now. He just took his training wheels off, you know what I mean, and started to ride down the hill, which is a big deal for him because Garrison's like Mr. Fat and Happy and super chill and not motivated to do anything. So he's like three years late and learning how to ride it a two-wheeler you know but he took his training wheels off the other day he's like i want to try this without training wheels i was like yes okay here we go and his daughter's like that was just like he crashed and his daughters are like and my my daughters were like that's exactly what i did oh you feel so alive don't you you know what i mean and i'm teaching him things like how to ride a bike based on what i taught my daughters and i'm trying to do all these different kinds of things 
but they are inspiring him to get up, run the bike up the hill, and take it down one more time. So it's not the one with the most information. It's the one who inspires the other people the most that's the best teacher. And that's easier to do when you have that raw, visceral, you can still feel the sting of the lesson you just learned. That that may be where my success as a father lies. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am a half step above my five-year-old yeah, in I'm, life experience. I'm seven now, by the way. Riley? <laughs> Riley. <laughs> and, um, uh, and it's true. Like, I... I took the boys on a hike the other day like we've been going on morning walks no Noah and myself have been going on morning walks because him and i him and myself are the the first that tend to be up first in the morning so i'll be like let's go for a walk dude let's like like don't don't pick up the ipad don't do something stupid like that like let's get out of here and uh the other day eli was awake too and i was like let's go walk down uh, part of the creek we've never been we went under the bridge there's graffiti and stuff i was like instantly like okay there's smells like maybe there's uh vagrants down here but i'm ready to kill anybody so all right let's go (laughs) (laughs) and so we went and we we forged our way along deer paths and and up this creek why do you kill vagrants i haven't killed a vagrant yet okay i'm ready to if i need to defend my children to do so there we went up this (laughs) creek and i was like i'll spoiler alert i will never go up this creek path again ever too many panties. No, no, no panties. There's um, always panties at the creeks I go to. No, this creek, that this, this is beautiful. Maybe we'll go on it tomorrow. We'll see if you'll do it ever again. <laughs> we had to go through poison oak oh, and like yeah, all kinds of you. stuff. That's uncomfortable. Stuck to, yeah. That's very, much worse very than dangerous. Eli's wearing Uggs for whatever reason. <laughs> 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 We're fording creek creek things to get through these deer trails that seems like even deer maybe have, have given up on. But but it's that, that adventurous like still learning like myself i was i was learning in that moment i've never been through this before and I, but yet i'm like all right kids come on let's go see i'm if- stealing that the deer trail that deer have given up on I like that <laughs> but go ahead yeah just just that same thing like like being in that in that young i'm still learning moment is is yeah the best way to inspire other people to learn with you like i'm still figuring this out too come on let's let's see if we can make it i don't yeah. know if i can make it. i haven't been through here yet Let's see if we can do it together. It's the difference between feeling like, well, I'm over here and you guys are way over there. Come to me, come to me, and saying, hey, let's 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 go somewhere together. You know what I mean? Let's get there together. So, yeah, you do make a really good teacher. You know, when it's when it's that kind of thing. And I think honestly, I mean, because you just like, I mean, in the long term of things. You've kind of just gotten back into the reptile industry really since we met. Like when we first met up, you were like, okay, I'm getting in. Yep. You know? And uh, and that hasn't been, it seems like forever, but it hasn't really been that long. And all the different flip-flop directions and things that you've wanted to go. Actually, I think you've kind of completed everything that you wanted to do, but you've, so not really flip-flop, but like adding different things in, like going from, oh, I want to breed clown pides to... I want to have a reptile educational, you know, thing, take over roaming reptiles, that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it, it hasn't been that long, but it's also consumed your life. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's the perfect time to start turn around and pull somebody up the, the hill you just climbed. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
I don't know how long this podcast has been, but I have to pee so bad. <laughs> this is why we're friends. I literally, as you're saying that last sentence, I was like, I'm about to pee in this mason jar because it's about that time. Can you pass it to me when you're done? <laughs> Let's just, this is the longest podcast we've done to date. Oh, really? To, to let you know how long it's been. By it's, about a half hour. It's way past my time to go to bed. And I'm pretty sure none of those thousand people are. A thousand listeners? That's insane. I thought I was sure we were like up to fifty six. <laughs> all right, let's go. I gotta pee. Hey, right, I gotta pee too. I love you. Love it's you so too, good to see you again. Yeah. I'm sorry for all of you guys that are quarantining and don't have kids. I'm even sorry for those of you who are quarantined with kids because that's pretty insane too. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.